TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Face Connecticut. I'm Morgan Cunningham with WTIC News Talk 1080, Light 100.5, WRCH, and 96.5 TIC. As we're getting ready to head into the fall, one thing that a number of people are thinking about is the flu and the flu vaccine as well. And I have Dr. George Cushell with the Yukon Center on Aging. He does a lot of other things as well with Yukon Health. We'll talk about those this morning on Face Connecticut and specifically trying to pinpoint the flu vaccine this year and a study going on on how it affects different people in different age groups. Dr. Cushell, thank you for coming on this morning. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So let's just start off with just kind of a general outlook, if we can, on what flu season may actually look like this year, because there's been so much focus on COVID-19 in the last two, almost three years now. What can we expect with the flu? Well, you know, flu has been with us for for, for decades, if not, if not longer, and uh, we've kind of lost track of it with COVID because of uh, everything that COVID has brought in terms of uh, in terms of uh, uh, being a very serious infection, and the fact that folks were spending a lot of time in isolation and, and staying at home uh, protected them from getting other infections such as influenza. But we expect that influenza will be back in, in a big way. Um, this fall. It's always difficult to to predict exactly how bad. It, it, it depends on what strain. The, the strain of influenza that we see each year varies somewhat. Um, but but we expect it to come back in a significant way, and, and therefore we feel that uh, that vaccination the vaccination against influenza will be as important as ever. And what's the number? It's a pretty sobering statistic. 36,000 deaths in the United States every year with flu. Is that about right? At least, and it of course varies from year to year. It varies with the particular strain, how virulent, how how bad the strain is. Uh, it can it can be as high as it's been as high as eighty thousand and, and more excess deaths occurring in the United States. So just to be clear, uh, these are people who normally would not have died, who who wind up dying during the flu season as a as a result of the influenza infection or its complications. And and so th- these are. These are very serious events and uh, that occur every single year, um, again, depending on how, how bad it is, really depends on the particular strain we have e- each year. And uh, uh, the other important factor to, to, to recall is that the vast majority, 95% or more of people who die of influenza are older adults, particularly older adults with, with chronic diseases. Uh, so that's the population that we're particularly focused on in, in, in trying to uh, 
prevent uh, these these really bad outcomes of influenza infection because anybody can anybody can be can be infected by the influenza virus, but it's older adults, particularly those with chronic disease, they're most likely to get seriously ill, uh, to need require hospitalization, lose function, and potentially even die. Would you say that is the category over 60, over 65? Right, and of course it depends on, on a person's state of health. You know, the what we call the chronological age is simply a number of years that have passed since you were born. Uh, while we all age, we all age at in somewhat different rates, and and, uh, and and you have individuals who, in their 60s, and and the presence of many chronic diseases, may may be older uh, physiologically than somebody in their 80s who is uh, who is otherwise um, healthy. So what's going on? There's a vaccine study going on at UConn to try to figure out which vaccines are more effective or how different adults are affected by flu vaccine. Could you talk a little bit about how this has come to be? Absolutely. So so we've had a number of uh, vaccines that work very well. Uh, unfortunately, they tend to work a little less well in older adults. Um, and, and the ones that are approved by the FDA uh, include one called Fluzone, which in a high-dose formulation has been shown to work much better in older adults than the regular uh, flu zone vaccine. It basically has four times the amount of antigen than the regular flu zone vaccine. And it's been around for a while. And that is the vaccine that we'll be administering to participants in the study in the first year. And then um, there has been another vaccine that's that's recently been approved, which boosts immunity in older adults in a much more substantial way, but in a different manner. Rather than adding much more protein, as, as, as the flu zone does, it adds an adjuvant. It's called fluad, and it adds an adjuvant, which is really another way of boosting the immune system through different pathways. And that will be the vaccine that will be given to individuals in the second year. And then in the third year, we will be giving them uh, one of these new vaccines uh, that were developed through technology that came about um, with, the, with the COVID vaccines using the mRNA technology. So, so that's the plan. And, and the goal is really to understand which of these three very different ways of developing, of, of delivering the, the influenza vaccine overcomes the best, the declines in immune responses that we see with aging. This is kind of a loaded question, and I don't know quite how to pinpoint it better, but COVID brought a lot of talk about the mRNA vaccines and that kind of medical technology. So what have we been learning about it so far? Uh, maybe an offside question about the flu vaccine here, but uh, what have we been learning about mRNA thus far? Well, that technology, which, by the way, came about through many decades of investments in, in basic research, has been transformational. It's really thanks to the technology that we were able to come up with the COVID vaccines in, at such a rapid space, unprecedented speed. And, and also, it, it, it appears that the that particular way of de- delivering um, the vaccine works particularly well in older adults, overcoming these um, these declines in immune responses, which is why the technology is now being fervently adapted to delivering other vaccines other than COVID, um, such as influenza. Um, and that, that's precisely why that is one of the three, vac- three formulations of influenza vaccine that we plan to test in this particular study. What are you guys expecting to get out of the particular study? Do you guys have something in mind that you're hoping is going to be validated, or are you really just doing this as a study to wait and see what you guys find and learn and discover? 
No, it, it, it's, it's, it's much more specific than that. I mean, basically, the, the overarching goal of this is, is something that has to do with the concept of precision medicine that you, you, I'm sure you've heard of, which has been around for quite a while, but which is particularly important when it comes to, to older adults, and that is to, to treat individuals as being unique and different. We're all different. And, and therefore, the idea that you can, you can come up with the same treatment that will work the, the, in the same way for everybody is, is really in, inaccurate. And, and, and to that end, we're now realizing that these the different vaccines work, different formulations of influenza vaccine, I should say, we believe will work differently in different individuals. So this is really a way of what we're talking about, moving precision medicine towards becoming precision vaccinology, if you will. In other words, we know that every every older individual should be vaccinated with, with the influenza vaccine. There's no question about that. Uh, but in, through the study, we want to come up with much clearer guidelines whereby ultimately clinicians would know which of these different formulations work best for which individuals. How do you guys measure how well the vaccine is working once somebody has taken one of the vaccines? It may respond well in someone else, maybe right. not in somebody else. So that's an excellent question. So, the, so there are really two, two very different ways to do that. And, and unfortunately, the first one is, is much too complex and expensive to attempt. It would, co- it would cost hundreds of millions of dollars, and that would be to do a study across the continent, across the world potentially, and give the give different vaccines, and then look at outcomes such as hospitalization, uh, such as death, etc. And 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 that would be very difficult and extremely expensive. As I, as I said, that would be hundreds of millions of dollars, and it, would, and it would take many years to do. So what we're doing instead is we're really harnessing developments, the latest state-of-the-art developments in, in immunology, particularly focusing on what's called immunogenomics. And this is something, this technology uh, developed in, across the world, but real advances also made uh, at the Jackson Lab for Genomic Medicine, who are partners in the study on our campus in Farmington. Um, and this is really a way, using the technology, we can draw blood from individuals and that, that's going to be part of the study. Before and following vaccinations, individuals, participants will be coming in for blood draws. And, um, and using this technology, we can actually understand at a very deep, granular level how each type of immune cell responds to the vaccine. And that, what, what that basically provides is a really very, very sophisticated signature of immune responses by each individual. And it is through that signature where we understand which immune cells are responding in what way that we can really figure out uh, how each of these vaccines works differently in different individuals. I imagine that you have to get a really diverse group of people for this study. Maybe somebody who has underlying health issues, who's over 65, somebody who doesn't have um, significant underlying health issues, and so forth and so on. Maybe people from different walks of life, different races or ethnicities and backgrounds, is it really going to be a diverse group of people involved in the study or no? Well, everything, so I'm, I'm a geriatrician and gerontologist, uh, and, and so my, my whole career has been spent in, in the study of, of aging and care of older adults, and anything you do in aging is going to, is, is going to be is going to be diverse, ultimately, because how we each, how each, of, each one of us ages differs, and, and uh, and, and therefore, that gets at the issue of this precision approach. So 
so we are going to be we are recruiting we are recruiting right now and we are recruiting people who are 65 years and older as of September 1st and uh, uh, and we we can accept people with with um, with a number of chronic conditions uh, we are only excluding those chronic diseases that would really affect the responses in such a profound way as, as to make the study really uninterpretable and and so um, the best way that individuals can find out if they're eligible is to call 860-679-3043, 679-3043, and find out if they're eligible. And we're, like I said, we're actively recruiting right now, and uh, they can find out over the phone if, if they're likely to be eligible or not. And, and uh, I should also add that, uh, that there's no cost to the participants and, and, and to participate in the study, and we try as hard as possible to to make it as easy for individuals to participate. Could you give a few examples here on FACE Connecticut, speaking with Dr. Kushel at UConn Health, the UConn Center on Aging, and talking about the flu vaccine? Could you give some examples of what may qualify or disqualify somebody? Well, I, I think the big categories that would disqualify somebody would be taking uh, taking very powerful medications that suppress the immune system, such as high, dis- high doses of steroids, for example, because that would have such a profound impact on the, on the responses that would really make the study difficult to analyze, or, or having a having a, a serious kidney disease that required dialysis, for example, something along those lines. Um, but but. But we understand vast majority of people over the age of 65 have uh, chronic and well-managed diseases, such as high blood pressure, such as high cholesterol, um, such as diet-controlled diabetes, those kinds of things, and and those are perfectly fine at least because that's just part of that's part of aging. And and we, I should say that we very much want this study be, study to be reflective of as many older adults as possible. That gets at the issue of of, uh, of diversity and 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 and, uh, uh, and and to that end, we we do accept people into the study who have these types of uh, of chronic and well controlled conditions. Taking a look at this study that is involving you at UConn, but other doctors as well, and of course the partnership with UConn's Jackson Laboratory. So, about how many people are involved on in the research end, and what's everybody's role? Well, that's a great question, and so this is a really a remarkable partnership between. Uh, uh, between two two different institutions, primarily uh, U- UConn Health, University of Connecticut, on the one side, and Jackson, Jackson Laboratory for Genomic Medicine, and, and Dr. Duygu Uchar is is, is uh, my colleague and collaborator in the study, and and uh, she is a she's an immunologist and geneticist who has, has lots of experience in the types of studies that I mentioned earlier, and we also have colleagues actually around the country who participate in this, in particular in New York at uh, at Mount Sinai School of Medicine and uh, Wild Cornell, who are also colleagues in helping us develop these 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 analyses uh, of these immunogenomic signatures at, at deep level as possible, including studies of antibodies, which is really a traditional way of measuring how a person responds to a, to a vaccine, how well the, the, the body is able to raise antibody levels that, that would then protect against, um, against the virus. So it's really a team effort. It's really team science involving uh, uh, different institutions, different disciplines, and many team members. I would say that uh, in addition to um, half a dozen uh, in, in lead investigators in this we're, 
we're talking about dozens of research staff and, and uh, um, trainees and, and, and others who are involved in the science. Have there been previous studies before done at UConn Health, or have you been involved in previous studies on the influenza vaccines in the past? Oh, yes. And, and so we've actually, what, what, what helped us um, get this grant, and I should say that this research is, is funded by the National Institute of Health um, um, through a grant um, through one of its institutes, um, it's what really helped us obtain the grant, which is quite competitive, is the fact that uh, we do have a long history of doing this kind of research um, on our campus, uh, both at UConn Health, UConn Center on Aging, and in collaboration with Jackson Laboratory for Genomic Medicine. That actually goes back for several decades. And the unique aspect of what we do is that we actually study these. We have a track record of studying these, these responses in older adults, uh, particularly including those who have chronic disease and are frail. And that's quite unusual. Uh, there's obviously lots and lots of research around the world studying influenza responses at all ages and different populations, but, but centers uh, and, and investigators who study these in older adults, including those who are frail, are actually quite few. And we're we're, we're, we're privileged to be part of a small group. And I should also say that this particular grant was funded by, through a competition um, issued by the NIH where only three other, two other grants were funded. Uh, ours is one, another one is from Hopkins, uh, Johns Hopkins, and, and, and the third one is from Harvard. So we, we um, as I said, um, this is an incredibly important problem. Um, but we have a tr- we have a long track record of, of doing this kind of research, and uh, are are very happy to be uh, one of one of only three centers um, funded to do to do this kind of a study at the, at this moment. If you look at previous studies that have been done, okay, and you research previous research, what is there that we have to build on or improve? If there's something that's been done in the past, where you say maybe we could test for it better when it comes to this year's flu vaccine tests that we're conducting, uh, is there any one aspect of the research process that you guys are hoping to improve or build on? The two that are the most important, one is the fact that we are testing, and this, this will be the first for the first time as, as, as far as we are aware, we will be testing these three different influenza vaccine formulations in the same individuals over time. Uh, that has never been done. Obviously, they've been all very tested. They're safe and, and they work, um, and they, they, wouldn't be, they wouldn't be approved had they not been rigorously tested. Uh, but, but this will be the first study, to, to the best of our knowledge, that will actually compare them side by side in the same individuals. So that's one aspect. The second aspect is uh, just a very deep and comprehensive analysis of the immune system, which, which will touch upon virtually every aspect of immune responses, going all the way from how antibodies are generated to how individual cells respond, etc., which, again, is very unusual. People tend, what people tend to do is, is study whatever aspect of immune response they happen to be interested in. And, and the, so this is going to be far more comprehensive, really a systems-based approach to immune responses, uh, which is quite unusual, and that's precisely why we need to have uh, such, a, such a diverse and, and accomplished uh, research team. And, 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 and the third one, I think, is the fact that we're also going to be characterizing individuals um, very well because, uh, because we know that in addition to aging, in terms of chronological age, we also know uh, that the presence of specific diseases, the presence of something we call frailty, 
and, and functional status uh, has a big impact on how the immune system functions. So in addition to, it would be foolish to, to, do, to do this deep granular um, analysis of the immune system without doing the same in terms of clinical aspects of these individuals. So these participants in this study will actually undergo a, a quite a detailed evaluation of their health status to help us understand, again, to get back to the question of, of wh- how do we best match the, 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 what's the best match between uh, an individual's health status and the, ma- and the, the type of vaccine uh, formulation that will work best for them. Dr. Kushel is our guest this morning on Face Connecticut. I'm Morgan Cunningham. We're on WTIC News Talk 1080, Light 100.5 WRCH, and also 96.5 TIC. And we're talking about the flu vaccine specifically, Dr. Kushel being involved in a study that pinpoints age-related immune alterations that reduce influenza vaccine effectiveness. Now, this is coming um, in the form of a five-year grant from the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, uh, that grant totaling $9,046,988. Dr. Kushel, could you talk a little bit about what that budget goes toward? Well, that's a great question. I mean, it really, as I alluded to, that's, it, this kind of research is it's, it's not cheap uh, to do it properly. So the, what the research does, it, it, it funds activities of different members of the team and uh, begin, beginning with... Uh, um, beginning with efforts to to recruit uh, participants for the study, uh, staff were involved in recruitment and an assessment of individuals, uh, uh, the individuals that that would be contacting, calling the number that I mentioned earlier, which, which I'll repeat later on. Um, it also involves individuals doing the assessments, giving the vaccine, drawing the blood, etc., as well as um, the individuals conducting. Uh, the, the studies of the immune system and the genomic analyses. Uh, um, and I, I should add that some of these genomic analyses, because the, these are such cutting-edge technologies, are, are not cheap. And, and that's, that's usually the case with technology. As you know, when, when, when new technologies come about, they tend to be very cheap, very, very expensive at the beginning, and then over time they, the costs come down. So that's kind of the the broad spectrum. What, what the grant is really funding is both the human subject research aspect that I talked about, as well as the laboratory uh, research that involves taking taking the cells, taking the blood samples, and then studying studying them in the laboratory. As we're getting ready to wrap up this morning on Face Connecticut, I know we talked a little bit about this earlier on in the interview, but just for our listeners and anybody who may be tuning in, could you go over participants that you're looking for, hoping to get, who is eligible to be part of the yeah study here? So basically, in a, in a nutshell, we're looking for individuals who, who are 65 years and older and who are in generally good health. They can have some, some chronic diseases, but uh, well-controlled. And uh, they, we're looking for individuals who have not yet received their influenza vaccine. That's very important because if eligible, we would be giving them the influenza vaccine, and then they would have some blood draws done afterwards. And, and the best way to find out if, if, if this is a good fit for, for, the, for the study, if they're a good fit and they're, if they're likely to be eligible, is to call the following number, which is 860-679-3043, and, and to speak to one of our research assistants and, uh, and find out if they're eligible. Uh, they could also email uh, WING 
at uchc.edu. So that's 860-679-3043 or W-I-N-G, wing, at uchc.edu. And they'll speak to Megan Wing, who is our who's the study coordinator for this particular project. Dr. Kushel, I really appreciate your time this morning on Face Connecticut. Is there anything that we missed that you'd like to add in our last moment here? Well, the last thing I want to say is that is that there are many things in life that we don't have control over. Um, but this is one where where getting vaccinated does make a big difference. And uh, we know that vaccines in older adults often don't work as well as they do in young people, but they are actually even more important, even more important for older adults to get vaccinated against the flu or influenza than it is for younger individuals. So I would urge everybody to to, to see if they're eligible for our study and and, and regardless of that, to, to, to also get vaccinated uh, um, through, their, through their provider, their physician, or, or pharmacist. But uh, feel free to call us at 860-679-3043 uh, to see if they're eligible to participate in our study. Dr. Kushel, I really appreciate it. We'll have to touch base down the line, see how this is going, okay? My pleasure, Morgan. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.